AnteUp is your poker magazine dedicated to the everyday player and their poker rooms. Pick up a free copy at your favorite poker room nationwide each month. But AnteUp is much more than a magazine. Visit AnteUpMagazine.com daily for breaking news and each week download our award-winning poker cast. Join us on our action-packed poker cruises to exotic destinations. AnteUp, it's your poker magazine. From the Anti-Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's April 20th, 2018. You're listening to the best poker cast on the high seas. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. And this is the most ill-prepared show I think ever. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you might have oversold when you said the best podcast on the seas. <laughs> Fortunately, we're the only one, I think, on the seas, so well, they have know, no, res- no choice but to listen to us. It's tough to come up with material when you're only on nine-night cruise, right? You know, <laughs> we're on a longer cruise, we'd have a lot more body of work to choose from, but um, no, it, it's been a fun cruise. It's, I know we were, all, we were both looking forward to it. This is a more of a vacation cruise. Um, uh, very happy that we got more players than I thought we would get for this. Yeah. When you do a nine night, you you know going in that not going to be able to pack it because not everybody can come. But we ended up with about twenty more than I thought we'd get, and the uh, place been good. We've had two solid tables every night. Yep, uh, including Omaha, which normally I like, other than I washed <laughs> my shirt in it. <laughs> I know every night. <laughs> uh, and our standard one three game and the tournaments have been strong. Our main events going on right now, and at alternates trying to get in. So. So that's all been good, um, and a friendly group too this time. I mean, yeah. it's actually, it's a lot more regulars than I thought we, we would have for this crew. It's probably half and half. So, um, but all the new new folks are really integrating well uh, into those repeat passengers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just had a hate to see nothing nothing happen on this cruise because it's been a good cruise. Yeah, it's, no, it's not no, a lot uh, that just jumped out at us. No, uh, no arguments. No. No throwing of cards at people's heads. I did throw a car off the table yesterday, though. Uh, I did not mean to put it. Well, you're the it, owner, it, it so. slid, it, you know. We can get away with stuff like that. We own the company. But, you know, that uh, that low and that straight wrap didn't get there. <laughs> had to fold with force. One of the best parts about the has been uh, your wife posting photos of your large head <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, she's been saying your head's been eclipsing everything. So last night I jumped in and made your head eclipse the entire poker room. It was pretty funny. It is a nice little Facebook story going on. <laughs> but it's cool. We all have, like, you have the wife, I got the wife, and I brought we brought our granddaughter on this one. So it's so interesting that to see these cruises through fresh eyes again. Oh, yeah, You absolutely. know, go to these port stops with her, and she's having a blast and enjoying it and meeting all kinds of friends on the ship and stuff. So that's kind of cool. I've been pretty busy with her. So I haven't been able to play a lot. Um, I played three sessions, but very quickly, very short, you know. Um, you know, it's it's also tough, I think, because we've done, I mean, I think, I think it's like our 33rd cruise somewhere in that neighborhood now yeah. that we've done as Andy Up, and then I've done a bunch of other ones on my own. Um, it, it's, 
it's rare when you get something new to get you excited like that. So yeah. like you said, bring your granddaughter on and, and seeing it through fresh eyes. So for me this time, it was Bonaire's. I mean, it's really rare to find a port stop that I haven't been to. Right, yet. that's right. And uh, going into Bonaire, we, we, we just were so busy with life that we never looked into what to do there. And by the time we started looking into it, everything was sold out. So we're like, well, this is going to be a bust. And uh, and then what a, some weird happens chance, we... Um, I checked one more site and found this land sailing uh, excursion and uh, had to wait 48 hours for them to approve us. Yeah. And uh, got to do that, and that was really cool. really enjoyed that. You're in this little go-kart thing with this big sail on you, and uh, with the wind, and there was a lot of wind in my hair that day, uh, blow you around the track. Um, so that was kind of fun, and then we ended up uh, locking into a golf cart and uh, exploring the island, and I know you, you went down and saw the salt mines, which I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. I don't even know how you describe this to people. These big mountains of white salt in the tropics. There's yeah. not snow. Yeah. But the the way the um, the processing of it turns this lake this bright pink yeah. water. Yeah. So crazy. And then then you have like this floaty snow kind of stuff. Yeah, on the outside edges. It comes down. So I actually spent a lot of time reading about it <coughs> afterwards just to, to learn how that do and the whole process is fascinating. But that has nothing to do with poker. But no. <laughs> no. It was an interesting new thing for us. So um and of course three days into the cruise I catch my standard cold of course that I always get. I just get sick no matter what I do. Whether it's home or on the ship. It's not the ship that's giving it to me. It's just my weak immune system. Can't fight off anything. Um, just about over it now, but oh, what a pain that's been. But we did have some poker. Uh, a little bit to talk about. Um, I play a little bit. I, I've done well, but um, that's not the point. Uh, we had a survivor tournament. And the reason I bring this up is because uh, while I'm on the ship, I've been editing all of the copy that goes into the magazine for this issue coming up in May. And last month, we had a cruise out of Tampa. And one of our writers, our senior writers, Mark Bremen, a strategy guy, uh, was on that cruise. And he played in a Survivor tournament there, and he cashed in it. Uh, he also won our main event. Okay. Um, so he obviously knows what he's doing. So he wrote a column for us, um, and he sent it in early. And I read it, and the entire column was, if you haven't been on an Antio poker cruise, you need to go on one. These guys are great. And then, like, the whole column was basically how great the Antio poker cruise was. So I wrote him back, and I said, hey, man, you know, I really appreciate you, you know, shilling for the company and all that. I said, but let's let's turn this around a little bit. I said, what did you do when you played? He's like, oh, and then he's talking about the Survivor. And I said, well, why don't you write up, because he wrote a little bit about the Survivor within that column, but mostly it was just how great Antio poker cruises are. And I said, I really appreciate that, but... Why don't we turn this column around and make it about survivor tournaments? Because they're very popular. Every, easily every issue, there's a survivor tournament in the Where to Play pages. You know, that's scheduled without, throughout the country, or there's some result in the magazine. So, so why don't you write a column about that and how to play? So he wrote a nice little. He, he rewrote it, did a good job on it, and compared it to like satellites, super satellites specifically. Um, what, when you get in a certain situation, how to play these hands. And then he said that on his cruise with us, there was a situation where a person was like eight minutes away from cashing Survivor mm -hmm. and inexplicably raised and someone shoved and they called, called. and okay. lost and got knocked out. And so he, he clearly goes over in the column a much more detailed reasoning for why, what you do, what you shouldn't do and everything. But you, right on cue, pretty much 
was in a survivor our survivor tournament this time. We have one pretty much every day. Yeah, yeah. Then we have a port day or whatever or yeah. CD. I mean, so. Um, but you were you were mentioning just before the show. You're like, geez, what are we going to talk about today? And I'm like, I don't know. And then you said, well, it's amazing how some people just don't get the concept of a survivor. Right. Right. Well, um, well, a couple things that I think uh, one we're making a bigger push as a company of doing more tournaments during the day. Yes, you know, it's always been cash games at night and a tournament in the morning, and then we hope to get cash games in the afternoon. But um, one of the things I think has been really good for our tournament player base is we've been adding the survivor tournament every day, and we even talked last night about whether we need to actually add another one in as well too, just so tournament players have all day to do the tournament thing, and then. They don't want to play cash, and they don't play cash, and then cash players know we can play at night. So, but the survivor tournaments we put on um, are really great because the way it works is you buy in, and everybody who has money uh, chips left after eight levels, which is two hours, splits the prize pool evenly. So if you have one chip, or you have ninety percent of the chips, you're right. still getting the same share of the money. So. Um, so there is some strategy involved, and you can tell players aren't used to this format. You don't you don't see it often. I mean, obviously we didn't create it, and there are places you can play it other than our cruise. But um, it does take a little bit different strategy to figure out how to get there. Um, so a couple things I, I jumped in uh, two of them this week just because we were a little bit short, um, and uh, uh, the first one I didn't make very long, but the second one I made to the final table didn't cash. But a couple things that I noticed. Um, it, about the strategy that I think people need to realize. One, I think there's this instinctive, or at least I've witnessed this instinctive um, feeling where you need to play passive and slow because you're like, oh, I just need to make it through the two hours and oh. get the, the prize. Well, the problem is, is that um, you know we purposely mess with the levels a little bit so there's some action so it's not just yeah. a, a boring tournament where people are just sitting around not not playing so there's an urgency to play um so one that's a bad strategy because you're going to get blinded out which is going to be the next thing i'm going to talk about um but the other thing is that it's not about cashing in this it's about the amount of money you get from the catch so yeah if everybody in the tournament survives all the way to the end you lose money because yeah. we get our piece of it right right so the more people you knock out the more money you get so um i think the proper strategy is to play a lot more um aggressive than you normally would uh, particularly because it's re-entry too for the first couple levels um so you get a chance to get back in but the more people you knock out the more money you make at the end right. so um, i think you need to be active in pots and not sit back and, and and wait and i saw a lot of people just sitting back and, and waiting and, and like one person at every table being the chip accumulator. Yeah. Um, now, when you get closer to the end, and maybe this is what Mark was talking about as well, too, now you have to pay attention to the timing of, of things. Yep. And if you've got enough chips to survive, you know, don't put yourself in peril for no reason. Um, but at that point, if you're a bigger chip stack, I think now you're putting pressure on a lot of people. Yeah. Because um, your, your money is going to be greatly increased by every person you knock out. And I think um, yesterday's tournament, I think the price pool was 1040 So, I mean, every time somebody got knocked out, I did the math on what our share was each yeah. time. And you can see how the share goes up every time. So it's a lot like a chop discussion, I think. You know, when you're, you, you know you're probably getting close to a, a chop discussion in any other um, tournament. You know, you look at what the, the equal amount is, and every time somebody gets knocked out, it's, it's kind of fairly dramatic how much it goes up. So 
Um, so I think you need to pay attention to that. But then the thing that really stuck out to me was that because we, we increased the blind so much to increase the action, um, even before we got to the final table, everybody had, like, no more than ten big blinds. Right. Um, and people were still making standard oh. raises. And even sometimes they're making three X raises, which is no longer standard. Yeah. But three X rays when you're at ten big blinds is just... It just doesn't make much sense. No. Um, so, I mean, really, I think, like, within the third or fourth level um, of the first tournament, because I, I hadn't won many pots in that, um, I was in shuffle fold mode at that point, you know. Not even the 15 big blinds that I normally talk about, but 10. And so your decisions are easy now. Now yeah, you yeah. just decide which hands to actually shove with and which ones to fold. Um, yesterday's tournament, I actually was doing pretty well for a while, so I had a little bit more freedom. But even at that point, I... I at one point, I probably had second most chips in the table, and I was still in sure. shover <laughs> fold mode. So uh, that's what I was doing, and I picked up you know four or five sets of blinds in a row, um, and that's that's huge in a tournament like this. That's four more levels, yeah. you know, yep. if you could fade the clock. Um, but it was really amazing. I was looking around. I'm like, everybody was kind of short, and they're like, oh, limping in, or oh. Three X and everybody's like, oh, how much is it? Oh, I can't afford that. I'm like, you can't afford not can't to afford play. Gold, I know. <laughs> so I don't know. That's that's kind of an interesting thing. So folks, come on our our, our future cruises and play these because we're going to keep doing them because they're they're good because they get people in and out. And, um, time for dinner. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's perfect. You never have to worry about coming back from dinner and waiting right. all show up, and then you're taking up a table. Everybody knows there's sort of this sort of cutoff when dinner comes. Cash games begin after that, and you know tournaments essentially. Not that we wouldn't have cash games in the morning either. Right. We had enough interest. It's just that a lot of times people really want to get that tournament fix out of the way. But whether you play them here or somewhere else, I mean, it's you know think about how the the format of the tournament changes. And I think in general, I think that's a good thing too. When you sit down and you play a different tournament format that you've never heard of, um, ask a lot of questions. I mean, a lot of our guests did ask a lot of questions like this, and they're yeah. like, "All right, so you one ship, you get the same amount, yes." So they they were doing the thought process a little bit. They just didn't go all the way to figure yeah. out the whole thing. So um, it's just like playing on the game. You know, you sit down and, and stud. Yeah, it's poker, and a lot of things are similar to hold'em. But unless you ask a lot of questions and figure out how things change, um, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. So any tournament format that's different. You know, think about what the strategy should be. Yeah, it's essentially a super satellite, but the differences are time dictates this one. And the other one, it's people. Right, that's true. So the, you're looking at people, and you're all going to get the same amount no matter what it is at the end. But in our survivor, you might get more if you knock people out. So you're encouraged to try, try to keep playing. Whereas in a super satellite, if I had 100 big blinds, we had an hour left, I'd go to the bathroom and oh, chill yeah, at the yeah. bar. You know, But in this case, I have a chance to make more money by knocking people out. So there's two subtle differences, but very similar and uh, people just need to really learn to adjust to, to play them on our ship but they've been successful people like just now we had somebody come in who missed the main event and they're like what's next and we're like Survivor oh Survivor 3 o'clock I'll be back so they're coming back so they, they do like it um, it's an interesting concept um, but you know that's about it for me for poker I didn't I, I just played a little couple cash games had a nice interesting hand with uh, John uh, Somsky our poker geek MN um, but really other than that I just the table's been full. I didn't need. I only. I like the. Here's the reason. I, I play when they need me. Yep. You know, and I think you do too. Sometimes you'll sit down for fun, but you basically play when they need you. And uh, I don't ever want to take poker money from people and then get that email after the cruise. 
I hate it that the owners played against me and took my money. So I try not to play. I had plenty well, of They're not getting that email this time. <laughs> not from no, <laughs> Not no. about me, at least. <laughs> no, and I didn't play, so we're not going to worry about that. I was joking. That. I was the automatic pet feeder. <laughs> Came in put $200 in the game, and I'm like, I'm done. Tomorrow, it'll... It'll drip out again. <laughs> but uh, look for Mark Bremen's article uh, on our May issue, and uh, that should be coming out pretty soon. I'll be finishing up when we get home this weekend. And another another good, successful, fun cruise, yeah. I think. And we got two more coming up on the schedule. We will be sailing to Cuba at the end of July, um, and then our, our big Tampa one in October. And then we just got the contracts for 2019. We still have to work through some stuff, but um, the one that I can tell you we're excited about is a Panama Canal in February. And then I think we'll be definitely going back to the Bahamas. Actually, we're going to the Bahamas tomorrow. Tomorrow, I know. <laughs> we were right. scheduled to go to the Bahamas, but weather forced us to cancel the, or not us, the ship, to cancel the Arupa port stuff. And uh, so they surprised us by going to Nassau. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be doing a sailing back there next year. We haven't done one of those in a while. No, so, well, um, been a few years. And then uh, obviously another Tampa sailing, and then we'll, we'll figure out um, what we want to do beyond that. But uh, lots of opportunity for you guys to join us on Antioch Cruises and go to com to, to learn about the two cruises that we have scheduled ready, and then as soon as we have the rest under contract, we will tell you more on the show. Yep, and uh, just a reminder that O'Malley's move will be completed next week. That's correct. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. We'll see you at the table. Antiup is a production of antiupmagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at antiupmagazine.com or call our hotline at 206-338-6344. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at antiupmagazine.com or call 727-331-4335. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network.